Welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, the music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire, hosted on the magnificent Ghost Cult magazine with Curtis's kids screaming in the background for some goddamn reason. There, it's a holiday over here. I swear to God, Curtis's children never go to, no, go to school. That's because they have so many freaking holidays in this communist country. Curtis is my co-host, for those of you who didn't pick it up. Yeah. And I bitch about, <laughs> about my kids having too many holidays. Yes, because he's a cranky old man. That's right. Anyway, Curtis, what are we talking about today? Uh, well, we were going to talk about a couple things, but specifically, we were going to be talking about analyses. 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 Anal. I wanted to say say it in a humorous way, but apparently, I failed. Analyses, uh, which is basically, it's kind of like a. So basically, me and Matt are offering a service now, where Matt basically. I'll let Matt explain his part, and I'll explain my part. So why don't you go ahead, Matt? So I've been doing this for a while, but they've been bringing a lot of value, and I want to bring more attention to them. And it's essentially a service where I um, I do like a 9,000-word in-depth analysis of your band, where I break down everything from like your marketing and branding to your touring situation to your merch booth to uh, what labels you should be pushing to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like it goes in-depth. Uh, and a lot of people are getting a lot of value out of it. And it's really sort of been based around the idea of why is my band not getting signed or why is my band not bigger? And it's about educating with that in mind. Yeah. And then my, my end of it is I do what's called a PR tune-up, which is very kind of similar to what Matt's doing, but related just to PR where I don't give you like a, a document on for you to do it. But for example, what I'll do is I'll, is I'll check over your PR. I'll do like an audit of your social media. Um, we'll make sure that uh, any press releases you need to get sent out are sent out. I give you a guideline on what to do for PR for the next month. Um, even if you're between PR cycles, it should be able to help you. Now, I usually charge $200, including the bio, but because Matt, Matt and I are going in today on the uh, special, I'm not including the bio in it because Matt sells bio separ- bios separately. Um, but... Anyways, this is like something that we're offering to you guys in order to uh, take your marketing to the next level. Because most of the time, most people don't really know what they're doing wrong or what they can do to improve. And so most of the time, you need an outside eye to kind of take a look and see, you know, what can I be doing better and what can I, what can you do for me to help me move to the next level? How do I proceed to optimize? Yeah, I mean, and everybody needs this because a lot of times I I know like with me, like if if I'll I'll be reading a book. And then all of a sudden it'll dawn on me that I haven't done something in like the last three, four months that I should be doing that's been holding me back for sales or something like that. Right. And I'm sure the same thing has happened to Matt too. Or you'll be talking to someone and they'll be like, Oh, well, why don't you just do this? And you're like, Oh shit. I didn't even think about that. That's actually helpful. Yeah. It's very helpful a lot of the times. Right. But the thing is, is that you want to, obviously, um, you want some action points, which is what Matt's thing gives you and my thing gives you. And it really helps you with all the different aspects of your marketing and your PR. And like I said, you get like a 30 day plan with me. Uh, Your social media gets looked at. We don't actually handle your social media aspect for you, but you get looked at and you get a plan for what you can do. You get some tips on how to do it. So you get like an action plan, almost like a program. 
and with Matt's thing, it's how long is it? It's like fucking huge. I can't remember. It's 9,000 words. Okay. So what do you get? Okay. So give an example of what you would do with, in those 9,000 words. Cause that's fucking insane. I've read one, but I just to give it, give, give an example of like, so like the first, the first section is like a brand analysis where we're like, okay, here's all the core brand components, like your genre, your logo, um, you know, your, your, your genre, your logo, the photos you're using, your general vibe on social media. Like I get deeper into social media later, but like, I also kind of, it's also, I think, important to address sort of the, the, the general impression people get looking at your socials. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, of course. And so we kind of grow from there using that in mind. And it tends to be very tactical and ideally very thoughtfully executed. Yeah. You know, because it's about like, look, like, here's a bunch of things. It's, it's action point based, right? So we'll like pick apart every aspect of your brand from your general vibe to this that and the other you know and then sort of narrate okay well how do you optimize this how do you make this something people are going to connect with more something people are going to be more uh enthralled with for lack of a better term so now have you had uh, you've been doing these for like two months right uh no i've been doing them for like six months Oh, sorry. Six months. Now, um, I know from just personal experience, a lot of people have uh, spoken to me and told me that they were extremely satisfied with it. Um, now, have you had, can you give any success stories off the top of your head? Um, I did one for Witch Kiss and they started optimizing from there. And lo and behold, they get onto a bigger agency. They got to go on tour with Conan. Um, you know, this, that, and the other. Like that's a band who seemed to be getting all the things they want to get done. I'm not going to claim sole credit for that. Obviously they worked really hard with um, John from Conan and a bunch of other people to kind of make that happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, but you know, that was someone who I definitely feel like I gave a bunch of pointers to. Um, Another band who feel like they've gotten a lot of value out of it are our former guests in 20 Watt Tombstone, you know, who felt uh, that I was able to kind of open their eyes to a lot of other things, especially as they're preparing to kind of tackle European shores for the first time. Now, just on a just on another note, um, is this for only for bands? In your opinion, like your end, and, and I'll mention mine too. Is this only for bands that have an album coming out, or is it for a, a band at any point in their in their cycle? No, it applies to a band at any point in their cycle. Okay, so the same thing with mine. So here's the thing: you got to keep in mind is usually like a publicist or anybody that's trying to help you with your marketing or PR will generally tell you that they don't want to work with you unless you're about to release something. And the reason why is because they're aiming to get you reviewed. In our case, we're trying to get you optimized and get your marketing uh, better. So that way you will, you will rise in uh, noticeability without having a new album necessarily. But if you have a new album or a tour coming out, it's obviously going to help. Would you agree with that, Matt? Um, with mine, not even, honestly. Like, okay. like as long as you've got content and you want yeah. to release things, yeah. it doesn't really matter with mine. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the better way of wording it and kind of the way I was trying to say it. You know, like like in my eye, like nothing, it's not really going to impact what you're doing. It's not really going to impact a new release outside of your marketing strategy, but that would impact any future release, not just the one you hired me to help give you advice around. Yeah, so it would help, but it's not necessarily that you need to have a new release is all I'm saying, correct? Yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Um, So is this... Okay, now here, here's a magical question for you. Is, is this limited only to metal bands? 
No, I actually just did one for like an adult contemporary R&B band and it was really interesting. Actually, I had a lot of fun doing it. How how was it different than what you normally do? Uh, Just because a lot of the the general marketing ideas for like your average metal band are pretty, I don't want to say standard, but pretty, uh, it's the same shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the key steps, you know, but also, and it wasn't just the key steps being different, but also her points of reference were different. Like I always like to use like bands like Baroness and Mastodon yeah, sort of examples of my marketing strategy, but she's not going to know who Baroness and Mastodon are. So, you know, so it's sort of like, okay, how do I present this in a way that makes sense to someone who doesn't know about those bands? And, and it's actually really fun. She's really enjoying that. I'm like, check out the enslaved website for inspiration. Cause like enslaved have a really good website, you know? Um, like she thinks it's fun that she's getting all these marketing strategies from black metal bands. <laughs> um, you know, so if you're not a metal band, you're still going to learn something, you know, it's still like, I'm still, I've, I've still worked with really big bands. I'm not a dipshit. I can transfer the knowledge from genre to genre. I, I, I popped out for a second there. My, my phone somehow like reset on me right when we were mid, mid conversation. So I didn't hear all of that, but I'll, I'll take for your word for it, that it was good. It's always good. So what else do we want to go over on this? Um, you know, basically the question we're trying to answer or the question I'm trying to answer that I wanted to get at for you guys a little bit was why is my band not getting signed? Cool. That's the question everyone has. And that I want to address with that, this particular piece of content. So you're saying that this right here will, will indeed optimize you to get attention from labels, most likely. Optimize you to get attention from labels and also give you the insights into how labels think, how you should be positioning yourself relative to labels. You know, one thing I always talk about in these is you want to be positioning yourself with regards to like, how do we help the label? Yeah. You know, cause so often people think the label is going to give them everything, but it's like, well, why should they sign you? Like yeah. if they're not going to make any money, you know, it's, uh, so, so what, what incentive is it? Are you the regional touring force who's force who's going to totally hook it up for other bands? Mm-hmm. You know, are you, um, are you like good at graphic design? Can you help some of the bands with graphic design? Mm-hmm. are you you know like like what what's your value add because other people are fucking bringing value to their labels or are or have some sort of relationship so how do you build the relationship how do you generate value that's going to be meaningful and get people to connect so you're more like your position to get you in front of the label, get you, get you so you're optimized for the label and make it so that way you are potentially signable in other words. Yeah. All right. And then my end of it basically gets you more attention and gives you ways of getting more known about for the general public. So if you look at it, try to tie it, tie it together for everybody. So if you look at it, you kind of got the both ends of the stick here. You got the label ready and you got the, make yourself better known to the general public type end of things. What is what you'll be getting if you get this. Yeah. And I think that's actually a pretty good deal. Absolutely. So, it's it's right. a two pronged attack. It is totally a two pronged attack. And I think it actually will work quite well, with, well together. So basically, so we're charging 300 us dollars and are you doing it for a limited time? 
Matt, yeah, I think, or is I think like, we're only doing this for like um, two weeks after this. I believe we said. Well, that that's what I was. That's what I was making sure that we had agreed to that beforehand. So two weeks. So we got until what do we say? June first. Yeah. That just makes it an even thing. So June first, three hundred bucks. Uh, get in touch with me or Matt, and uh, we accept PayPal. We do not accept anything else other than PayPal. I think Matt accepts Venmo, oh, but no. Yeah, we can take Venmo. Okay. Cool. Well, anyways, we'll figure it out. Um, also, if you want to pay me in gold bullion, uh, I will accept that too. And if you need to split up payments or something like that, get in touch with one of us. We might be able to hook you up. We don't like doing that, but um, sometimes we will make exceptions if someone really wants something and they do want to, and uh, they, they want to do some payments. Um, other than that, I think that's all we got today, isn't it, Matt? Well, I just want I just want to go over a couple key points here. Sure. Because if the question we're trying to answer is, why is my band not getting signed? Then tell me, Curtis, why is my band not getting signed? Well, I could give you a couple of reasons. Do you want the couple of reasons or is there a reason? Do that it. You... Okay. <clears throat> number one, no one knows who you are. That's number one, in my opinion. Number yeah. two, you're not positioning and marketing yourself correctly. So you are coming across, you're marketing yourself to the wrong, wrong genre or the wrong labels. Uh, three, uh, you're not playing any shows and, and you have no reason for a label to like, I mean, basically it boils down to, you have no reason for a label to sign. That's, that's why like, there's no, there's no financial reason for a label to sign you. There's no, um, attention reason for a label to sign you. There's just no reason. And I want to point out, I want to point out, I want to point out that this is not, Oh, those guys only care about money. Well, it's not, but it's a business at the same time. Yeah, well, the the reason they only care about money, quote unquote, is because if they don't make their money back, guess what? They can't put out another record. Yeah. You know, like, if they don't make their money back, guess what? They can't pay their PR person who is going to get you reviews. Yeah. Like it's well, not, like people people seem to think the label is evil, and it's like the label's not evil. They're just trying to help the scene on a higher level. You're just too fucking dumb to realize this. And I'm, and there are lots of sketchy label people, but in the main, they're really most of them aren't. Just so you guys know, most of them are like taking out large sums of cash that they've saved up in order to do certain releases. Yeah, on the hopes, crossing their fingers that they're going to make the money back at some point. So. You have to keep that in mind too. Like I said, there's lots of sketchy labels out there, but in the majority, there's not, most of them are not sketchy. Like they're not like the labels Matt works for, for example, they're not sketchy people at all. Um, I, I can only think of a couple actual sketchy, sketchy labels that I've known of in the past few years, but they're trying to, I mean, use most of the time it's a hobby for them and they're just trying to break even. In some cases, like with Argonauta, for example, it's the guy's full-time gig, so he can't afford to, like, if he doesn't think he can make a profit back, he can't sign it. It's just as simple as it, as it is right there. So, I mean, if he, like, I mean, if it's the guy's bread and butter, he's not going to be able to sign you. So, I mean, yeah, might and, be I, like, and I'm pretty sure Jero isn't, like, it's not like his bread and butter in that he's, like, feeding a family of eight in a beautiful home. Like, I think he's feeding a family of four in a in a mid, mid middle class home, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like, like no, like he's like grinding it out, is what I'm saying. Is it's not like he's yeah. like, you know, this isn't like some fucking modern family shit. Yeah, no. So I mean, it's kind of like when it's someone's job and they're trying trying to like make it sustainable, they have to be able to make the cash back or or at least 
and preferably some leftovers so that way they can reinvest into more records. Because if you don't turn a profit, you're just, you can't continue as a label, you can't continue as a band or anything like that, right? So you have to be kind of smart about it. So like, if you, if you yourself as a band are unable to generate sufficient attention and revenue, the label is going to be not very inclined to sign you no matter how good you are, unless they can figure out a way of marketing you and making the money back. That's the only way it's going to happen. Yeah. Would you agree, Matt? Yeah, but you can't expect a label to just do that. Yeah, you have to have put some time in yourself. Like if you go to a label and you just formed yesterday and you guys are, have the greatest songs ever written um, and you've never done anything, you've got zero fans, you've got no social media and you've sold nothing, they're still probably not going to sign you. Because I want to point out a lot of it, like quite frankly, yeah. especially with me in the early stages of the band, yeah. is like, is this band sane and are they going to be okay to work with? That's key because if you've got a bunch of crazy, irresponsible people, that, that's another thing. Is if, if you're not answering your emails on time, if you're not showing up on time, you're not doing things in a timely fashion, that's red flags right there for anybody. Yeah, and, and that's sort of the thing, right? Is like, yeah. if you're going to give me red flags, then I'm not <clears throat> going to... Why, why should I turn around and invest in you? Mm-hmm. You know I mean, what I mean? The only people that got away with that were guys like Axl Rose back in the 90s, but he didn't start pulling that shit until he was like a superstar, though, to my understanding. Yeah, no, like, Jeff McKagan was their business manager and fucking cleaned the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, you know, they all, they all smart, everybody smartens up at some point, but I mean, at the same time, it's just like, I mean, look at Guns, Guns N' Roses is actually a perfect example. I mean, they split up for, what, 15 years because Axl couldn't, couldn't get his shit together? <laughs> Right, yeah. he took 15 years on one album, and then he ended up getting dropped or dropped, and it was just like he had to reunite with everyone, everyone else, because he was just nobody could depend on him. And then he cleaned his act up, and he then became the frontman for ACDC, did the whole tour. Now everybody likes him again, right? So that's actually right there a perfect example of someone who's a red flag, and then ended up having to clean up, right? Yeah, and this is the thing, right? As again, it's not these people being evil or selfish; it's these people like I'm just fucking tired. And I don't want to have a headache working with you at Prophecy or Rip. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, your odds are, you're, like, unless you're making me, like, literally millions of dollars, in which case, like, sure, then we could have a separate conversation where it's like, okay, I, I guess you do merit this. But, like, up until that point, and even at that point, because you really don't want to, like, do you want to be that guy anyway? No, nobody wants to be that guy. Like, do you want to like go and be entitled millionaire? If that's your end goal, like, cool, I guess. But what the fuck? But most of the entitled millionaires end up getting spurned anyway. So it's like it almost always happens, and they end up losing their money, and no one wants to work with them. Yeah, especially now where there's so little money and it's so passion based. It's like okay, so buy our thing. Buy our thing. Yes. That was that was my tie it all together. Get get the uh, what do we call this? It's 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 the analysis and PR boost. The all around band tune up. I wanted to like catch your name, something like the uh, anal checkup. That wouldn't be very catchy, would it? Um, we're not <laughs> calling it the anal checkup. I'm just I'm kidding. Analysis anal. Get it? It was just a joke, but anyways, apparently it didn't go over very well. Anyways, we'll think of we'll have to think of a better name for this. But uh, but what are you what are you calling now? The PR the, the PR and band analysis tune up. PR and anal- band analysis 
tune-up. I like it. We're going to come up with a catchy name. If someone can give, give us a funnier name, send it to us, and you will uh, be interviewed on a future episode of Dumb and Dumbest if we pick your name. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. You have been listening. Are we done yet?